We're back with a fresh and new episode of the Teen Challenge of Southern California podcast. When you're here with us, it's important that you know that you can always expect content that lifts up the name of Jesus and the cross. These will be told through messages and conversations that are powerful, dynamic, and encouraging. A new resource that we want you to know about is our 24-7 helpline. No matter where you find yourself, if you just need someone to talk to, to pray with you, and to believe God for you in whatever that difficult season of life looks like, we want you to know that we're here for you. And if you know someone who maybe needs help because of addiction, you can give them the same number and we can help them begin their new life. That number is 888-520-0620. Once again, that's 888-520-0620. Today, we're jumping right into the Alumni Edition episodes from Spiritual Emphasis 2021. For this episode, we've got our very own Teen Challenge of Southern California Executive Director, Ron Brown, Listen in as he shares at the evening session at Spiritual Emphasis 2021 Alumni Edition. I pray that we will all hunger and thirst for his presence like never before, because that's where the real transformation occurs. And, and that's really what has been the success of Teen Challenge for all these years, is the presence of God. Hallelujah. When people come on the campuses, they say, I feel something different here. It's the presence of God. Hallelujah. Because we're not that smart. We're not that great. <laughs> but I tell you, when the Holy Ghost is there, when the presence of the Lord is there, there's change in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. And so honor the presence of God. Daily worship him. You know, I really enjoyed your message, Alberta. You, you talk about how music changes things and I thought about that passage from Ephesians chapter 5 where Paul told us to not be drunk with wine but be filled with the Spirit because the days are evil. And he goes on in that passage, he said, sing with psalms and hymns, make a melody in your heart to the Lord because it changes the atmosphere. Hallelujah. So make melody in your heart to the Lord. It will change the atmosphere of your warfare, it'll change the atmosphere of your family, it will change the atmosphere of your trials and your circumstances, it will change everything by making melody in your heart to the Lord. I, I appreciate the worship team as they play so skillfully, but if you just make a melody in your heart, it'll change everything all around you, hallelujah. You don't have to wait for the band, you don't have to wait for Sunday, you don't have to wait for Wednesday night to get a pick-me-up or uh, another hit, amen, praise God. You can, you can make melody in your heart all the time. And it keeps a continual flow of God's presence upon you while you are walking through this life. And that's what gives you joy and peace and it causes your faith to be activated so that you can live and be the person God called you to be. Faith is action. It's not about having a good definition or understanding of what faith is. Faith is work. <laughs> faith is work. <laughs> faith is work. Amen. Faith without works is? Amen. Hallelujah. And that's what God has called us to do is he's called us to work. 
so that we will be faithful people. Amen? Again, I'm so grateful to be here just to share very briefly from the word of the Lord. It's, it's cooling off a little bit now. Thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. We're living in a day and age of noise. There's so much noise. So much noise. We got social media and all the different voices that are just blaring at us all the time. In this age of noise, it causes us to become distracted. It causes us to become divided because we're listening to so much information and we can't process it fast enough. We need to just stop listening to it, y'all. If we spent as much time listening for the voice of the Father in our prayer closet as we do listening to the noise of our culture, we could change this world. Prayer is about listening. Stop giving your prayer time to other voices. Give your prayer time to Jesus. Because if you're listening to those voices, they become your God. They become your idol. They become the motivation for how you do life. But when we listen to the voice of God, it activates his giftings and his grace, his anointing, and his power, his dominion, and his authority. He created us to walk in dominion. He created us to walk in authority. He created us to be sons and daughters of the king. We're not beggars. We're sons and daughters of the king. Hallelujah. We don't have to beg for a piece of bread. He says, I'll give you your daily bread. Amen. That's a given. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because he is our father. And as Alberta said tonight, he's our protector. He's our shepherd. He's our God. He's our guide. Corruption is flowing like water. Injustice covers the land like rain from storm clouds. Rise of anarchy and lawlessness. People are inconsolable. They refuse to be comforted. Because they have another way that they want to do life. Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people cast off restraint, but blessed is he who keeps the law. Prophetic vision restrains us so that we stay in the flow of God's goodness and God's grace. God caused his presence to pass before Moses and he announced who he was. He said he was a God full of mercy. He was a God full of grace. He's a God full of loving kindness. This is his character and his nature. When we understand that, then we will not allow other voices to crowd into that space. But we will become a prophetic voice to our culture and not just an echo. In Proverbs eleven fourteen, 14, it says, For lack of guidance, a nation falls, but victory is won through many advisors. When there's no guidance, people fall. 
where there's no understanding of the revelation from God, society deteriorates into chaos. Vision is related to the seeing of the prophet, not the planning committee of the church. Hello? That's how this ministry was birthed. David, Wilkin, David Wilkerson, he saw what God wanted him to do. He got up and did it. He didn't have a committee meeting at his church, but he hit his knees and said, God, what do you want? This is our heritage. This is our legacy. This is who we are. When we have clear vision, it creates an action in us. It causes the vision and the, and the wonder of God to be seen upon us. Prophecy is part of the DNA of Teen Challenge. David Wilkerson was a prophet of the Lord. There's a mantle to be picked up and walked in in this season. I wonder will anyone wake up and say, Lord, if you can use anybody, you can use me. Hallelujah. There is a prophetic mantle that God left this ministry. We can have many sons and daughters of Teen Challenge walk in that prophetic anointing. Hallelujah. Unless the seed goes into the ground and dies, it abides alone. Oh, but there's a fruitfulness that God is birthing in this season. Some of you are beginning to hear it. You're beginning to hear the sound and you're beginning to walk in it. I want to encourage you, stay with it. Real prophecy is a startling event. It's a thunder that comes into the world. It's a lightning that comes to the soul. God wants to raise up radical voices to speak to the atmosphere, to speak to the demonic forces, to speak to the church, to speak to the church, to speak to the people of God, to rise up. Last year, God gave us a pause called a pandemic for the church to examine itself. What are we going to do with the examination of what God has shown us? Will we go back and try to shake ourselves once again to do the same thing? Or will we step up and step into the fullness of God's call? Hallelujah. Amos 3.7 says, For the Lord God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servants, the prophets. Verse number eight says, a lion roared, or the lion roared. Who will not fear? The Lord has spoken. Who can but prophesy? Teen Challenge, it's time for us to wake up and rise up and pay the price. 
to walk in the prophetic anointing that God has for today because if there was ever a time there needs to be a clear voice from heaven, it is needed now. During the time of Jezebel and King Ahab, Obadiah hid a hundred prophets in caves. He put 50 in each one for two caves and he hid them out so that Jezebel would not be able to find them. It is time for the prophets that have been hiding in the caves to come out. I heard you said coming out, Alberto. It's time for the prophets to come out of the caves and to begin to walk the streets, to begin to walk in the church and begin to speak the word of God and become his oracle in this day. God is calling, where is the voice? Where is the voice I believe is sitting right here in this room distributed among the fruit of this ministry? Hallelujah. Any church that's led by Teen Challenge alumni cannot be an ordinary church because you came from different soil. Whether you knew God before you came to Teen Challenge or you found him here, you are now in that soil and that other ground will never satisfy. You have been influenced by generational anointing and you will be different and you will never fit into the box. You will find nothing but frustration. God usually announces what he's about to do in the earth before he does it. He sends forth prophetic voices, sometimes through the psalmist, sometimes through the preachers and the teachers, sometimes through those who prophesy. But I want you to know that God is raising up a body of believers. Hallelujah. Paul says, desire all of us that we would prophesy. Hallelujah. He says, pursue love and desire Spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Hallelujah. Because it's the heart of love that causes the prophetic ministry to not be contaminated. There's a whole lot of people who say they speak for God. But if the character does not line up to the character of Jesus and they begin to speak words, you might want to watch out. The Bible says, test all things and try them. What spirit is it from? When it comes from the spirit of division and hatred and violence and anger, you might want to check if you want to receive that into your spirit. But when it comes from love, pursue love. Pursue love. Run after love. Love God. Love people. Love God. Love people. And from that place, God will activate a pure stream of his glory, a pure stream of his anointing, a pure stream of his prophetic voice that will shake the nations, that will shake the earth, that will shake, hallelujah, sinners from their complacency into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, to, to shake sleepy Christians awake. <laughs> hallelujah. We've been sleeping too long. Prophecy is typically the way God sees things. That's all it is. God says, this is how I see it. That's what prophecy is. 
This is how I see things. When we see and understand how God sees things, then we have a certain sound, hallelujah, and then we are able to fall in line, hallelujah, and begin to march under the banner and the leadership of the Holy Spirit because we're not hearing clanging cymbals, but Lord, we are hearing a clear voice. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord, from Isaiah 55. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. I know the thoughts I have for you that I think towards you, says the Lord. They're thoughts of peace and not of evil. They're thoughts to give you a future and a hope. The reason he's calling for the prophets to come out of the caves is because the world is in chaos and God desires a harvest. I said, God desires a harvest. Jesus said that we are to bear fruit and fruit that remains. Hallelujah. Well, what season are we supposed to bear that fruit? We're to bear that fruit in every season. Thank you, Alberto, for telling us about the seasons tonight. If you're not bearing fruit, you're in the wrong season. Hallelujah. Because if you're in season with him, you will bear fruit for the king. What does that fruit look like? We're talking about the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, hallelujah. Well, we're talking about lives that are transformed by the power of the gospel. We're talking about walking in your spiritual gifting. We're talking about knowing your identity. We're talking about putting your foot on the neck of the devil. We're talking about doing the work of the ministry, preaching this gospel of the kingdom in all the world as a witness and then the end will come. This is bearing fruit to the king. Seeing families restored, marriages restored. Hallelujah. Seeing the glory of God cover this world, earth as waters cover the sea. It's time for us to press on. Turn to someone and say, press on. Hallelujah. It's time to press on. Paul said, I'm pressing on. I want to lay hold of that which has laid hold of me. Has anything laid hold of you? My, my, my. It's not about a job or a better job. It's not about a house or a better house. It's not about a car or a better car. None of that stuff. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things that you need will be added to you. The problem is we like to be in control. And so we focus on what's going to be added to me. Rather than seeking, he wants us to major on the seeking because the adding is something that God does. You can't add an inch to your height. You can't add nothing. He says, I will add it to you. Who's doing the adding? Who's doing the adding? Then who's in control? Amen. So we go chasing rainbows. We go chasing the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because we want to maintain control of our lives. The reason Jesus came and died on the cross is so that he would wipe away the barrier that prevented us from being what we needed to be, which is dependent on him. Hallelujah. He came to the cross so that we could learn dependence. He showed us the way to depend on the Father. 
He said, I only go where my father tells me to go. I only say what my father tells me to say. I only do what my father tells me to do. Now walk this way. Hallelujah. So the cross is about dependence. Not independence, but dependence on God. It's time for us to reclaim our destiny. It's time for us to reclaim what God has for us. Revelation is progressive. When God speaks and he reveals something, there's a pro progressive fulfillment in every generation. I've been meditating and thinking back on some of the things that Brother Wilkerson preached years ago. There was a revelation that came. I'll encourage you to start reviewing some of his sermons and messages because there was a revelation that came through those messages that was for that season, but there's a progressive fulfillment of those things that he's spoken that is upon the earth now. Hallelujah. I'm just talking about Teen Challenge family here, okay? Amen. Uh, is that all right? There is a progressive revelation that God wants to bring in this season. And he's waiting for someone to pick it up and say, Lord, I'll take the mantle and I'll run with it. It's not about building some great ministry, a name for yourself. It's about walking in obedience to God. <laughs> Hallelujah. What God does is he just raises people up. He uses them when they're done. Then he just calls them home. That's, that's all it is. Because when you get there, you're not going to be the right reverend bishop nothing. You ain't going to be the prophet, prelate, bishop, number one, number two, number three. You're not going to be apostle, whatever. You're just going to be well done, good, and faithful servant if you did what he told you to do. Hallelujah. So this is not about church hierarchy. It's not about building a name or a reputation for yourself. It's about lifting up the reputation of Jesus. And that's what David Wilkerson did. I'm not talking about lifting up the reputation of David Wilkerson because David Wilkerson loved Jesus and that's what he lifted up. He lifted up the cross. He lifted up the word. He lifted up the father. He lifted up the son. He lifted up the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm talking about. Lifting up Jesus. This is our legacy. This is our heritage. Hallelujah. Oh, but there's a thief that comes. He tries to steal and kill and destroy, and you've been fighting him recently. The thief is anything or anyone who enters your life for the purpose of keeping you back from the fullness of God's purpose. Hello? Now, it's not your husband or your wife sitting next to you, okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. That's your helpmate that God fashioned just for you. Oh, he was the one you needed and she was the one you needed. Well, why are we always missing each other and having conflict and not getting along? Because you need each other. And God puts you under that roof together until you duke it out until y'all get it right. Now, I ain't talking about with no fish now. I'm talking about duking it out by seeing which one can humble themselves the quickest. Hey, glory to God. 
Well, I'm going to show you I, I'm going to humble myself before you first. No, no, I'm going to humble myself before you. No, no, I'm humbling myself. No, I'm humbling, I'm humbling myself before you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you got the right one. Hey. <laughs> Hallelujah. You're on a journey. A journey of destiny. <laughs> a journey of fulfillment. A journey of purpose. God is calling for us to wake up, to pick up the mantle, and say, Lord, if you can use anything, use me. We must walk in forgiveness, which is the prerequisite for reconciliation. And reconciliation is the prerequisite for restoration. Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer how we can get along with each other when we don't like each other. He says, forgive our debts as we do what? Forgive our debtors. Forgiveness is the key. I know that my time is up, <laughs> gone out the door. But I, I just want to share one more scripture. I'm, I'm just trying to get through and see which ones I should. <laughs> Amen. I'll end with this. Proverbs 24, 16 says, For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again, but the wicked stumble in time of calamity. For a righteous man falls seven times and rises again. Now Solomon doesn't mean that the righteous get knocked down just one more time. Seven is the number for completion. Hallelujah. Remember on the seventh day, God rested in creation. What Solomon is saying here is that we must be finished, terminated, and come to the end of ourselves and be resurrected full of the power and wisdom of God. Hallelujah. So it's not about how many mistakes you can make or how many times you can go out and use again and still get, get rescued. That's not what this is about. This is about coming to the place that you get to the end of yourself and say, Lord, ain't no more of me left. <laughs> now God is ready to use you. The pattern is this, that God redeems by dying. We must die to ourselves. I have been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life that I now live, the life that I now live, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. This is what it means for the righteous to fall seven times. Sometimes it might take a whole lot more times before we finally give up and surrender. <laughs> hey, glory. It takes us a time to get to the end of ourselves. But we've been justified by the blood of Jesus. We must stop searching for a comfortable life. The highway of the thorns, the nails, and the spear 
is the way to life. Jesus showed us the way. Are you willing to come out of the cave and be one of those prophets of God in these last days? It's not so you go out and get some card made saying, I'm prophet so-and-so. No. You just get up and get busy doing what God told you to do. That will be a prophetic sign to our generation. Because most people don't do what God tells them to do. We debate with God. It's like, well, I don't know. Them people don't like me. You know, ain't no people down there that look like me. Uh, uh, they don't talk like me. I'm from a different neighborhood. I, I came from over the other side of the tracks. Uh, uh, we make up all, stop, Moses. Making all kind of excuses why we won't get up and do what God has told us to do. So if you just get up and do what God told you to do, you will be a prophetic sign to this generation. Why? Because you just get busy doing what God told you to do. Even though you have circumstances and trials and, and, and tribulations and tr things that you're dealing with, and you still getting up and doing what God told you to do. That's a prophetic sign to this generation because this generation says, wait till you get it all together. Wait until you're comfortable. Wait until you get a nice sized church that's got members that can pay you a good salary. Wait until you get it all together. Just kind of tiptoe around sin, tiptoe around those messages and just keep it everybody happy so that you can get comfortable. But no, you stand up and you say, I'm going to preach the gospel. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to tell the word of God. I'm going to talk about Jesus, I'm going to tell the truth of what God's word says. Hallelujah. You know why you're in some of the trials you're in right now? Because you asked for them. Amen. You did. I'm going to tell you why, how you asked for them. You asked God for some wisdom. If anyone lack wisdom, let them ask of God. He'll give it to you generously, and he will not chastise you for asking. You ask God for some wisdom. He said, okay, I'll pour it on you. You know how you get wisdom? By making the right choices. Every time you make a right choice, you add wisdom to your life. See, we think about wisdom as a commodity that we can pour out of some jar that God's going to open up my head and pour in wisdom. No, no, no. It's when you do the right thing and you make the right choice, you gain wisdom. So God will set up some circumstances for you to see if you will make the right choice. So you in some circumstances because you ask God for wisdom, do the right thing and you'll find that circumstance will change because you've gained some wisdom and then he'll be ready to take you through the next trial. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. I ain't asking God for no wisdom no more. I got about all the wisdom I can handle. Hey. Oh, Lord, give me wisdom. He said, yes, son. I'm pouring it on you. Ha. Here's another trial. What you going to do? Are you going to run in fear? Or are you going to stand in faith? Okay, I'll have faith. Okay, you passed the test. Wisdom. I'll see you tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because I'm going to give it to you generously. I'm going to give you big old portions of it. Because I want you to be full of wisdom. 
full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost so that you can be my prophetic voice to your generation. Hallelujah. How many people want wisdom from God? <laughs> Folks scared to lift their hands. <laughs> Amen. Oh, no, I may wake up in the morning and all my car tires will be flat. I don't know. <laughs> Y'all better stop it. Amen. <laughs> but that's what you do when you ask for wisdom. You're asking for some trials. Because the only way that you get wisdom is by making the right choices to follow Jesus. To say no to anger and say yes to niceness and kindness. <laughs> So I blew up there. Okay, well, we'll see you tomorrow because you definitely didn't get no wisdom over that anger. <laughs> Amen. So tomorrow she's going to come out the other side. Okay. <laughs> and you're going to have to love her and appreciate her. Amen. Oh, honey, I just love when you do that. <laughs> Amen. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. You see, he doesn't want a bunch of people running around and walking around saying that they're representing the kingdom of God and they're not authentic, that this thing is not working for them. And so that's why you're in the crush of trials. And I want you to know that God will arrange wonderful trials for the rest of your life so that you will be able to carry the mantle of the anointing that he wants to put into your life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is the season that God is awakening us. I'm so glad for all the alumni here. I know we have our TCMI students. You are alumni. We have some of our staff. You are alumni. We're all up in here together. But this is a season for us to step into another dimension of faithfulness to God and walking in the wisdom that comes from us making wise decisions and wise choices so that when we stand and say that we're God's ambassador, we don't make him look like something crazy, okay? <laughs> Amen. We want to look like Jesus. Amen. I think about our founder, David Wilkerson. He battled all his life. His wife, Gwen, had cancer many times. And he would pray God would heal her. He'd pray God would heal her. Lots of trials. Lots of trials, lots of trials, lots of trials, but lots of triumph, lots of fruit, lots of victory, lots of glory of God seen on that earthen vessel. So don't try to run up out of your trials too quick, but say, Lord, I want your wisdom. I want your mantle. I want to walk in the authority and dominion, just like you created Adam. I want to walk in that same anointing, having dominion in the earth to push back the chaos, the confusion, and the noise so that those who have not come into the kingdom can hear a clear sound 
a clear voice. The reason they don't come to the church is because the church is so duplicitous. We are saying one thing, then the next week we're saying something different, and they be like, they get whiplash, like, which one of these churches should I follow? Y'all all saying something different? Ah. There's no clear prophetic sound that's coming from the church, and so there's no light, there's no pathway for the sinner to come to Jesus. And God wants us to shine that light so that those who are lost will come to him as we give up all of our agendas and say, Lord, there's only one agenda. It's to follow you, to serve you, to love you, and to know you. If nobody ever knows what my name is, I want my name to be known in heaven. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for your amazing servants in this place. Lord, I pray that as we are together these next couple of days, Lord, that our hearts will become open to you in ways that we have been closed off because we've been fearful. We've been angry about the trials we were in. And Lord, all you were doing was just trying to give us some wisdom. Lord, let us embrace it and say, okay, let me make the right choices so I can get out of this one and see what the next one looks like. Lord, give us that childlike faith of just simply trusting you, simply following you. And Lord, I pray that many will hear the sound of what was shared tonight, that we have an opportunity to pick up that prophetic mantle and to walk in a progressive revelation of what you have birthed this ministry into and for. And Lord, it will be unstoppable what you will do by the power of your grace. At your table, just lift your hands with me right now. I said, Lord Jesus, I surrender to you. Help me to stay dependent on you. In Jesus' name. Once again, thank you for choosing our podcast today. We hope that you're comforted, encouraged, and strengthened in the Lord today because of it. Don't forget to subscribe, though. It's easy. Just go to wherever you're listening right now and click subscribe. God bless you today.